So I'm officially in my basement. Um, This is the most quiet place in my home, which is wonderful. I can hear the washer and the dryer because, I mean, you're not really a mom doing laundry if you don't have both running at all times um, on a Sunday. But I can hear both of those running. My kids are upstairs in their rooms and my husband has decided to spend another 15 minutes on TikTok Um, 15 minutes of 45, which we're all guilty of, let's be honest. Um, My name's Amy, and I am a mother of two wonderful, gorgeous, I think, perfect children. Um, They have flaws, don't get me wrong, but they are amazing. And great moms, of course, you know, any mom is a great mom, first of all, but great moms, of course, feel like their kids are perfect. And I am been married for 14 years coming up actually this week celebrating a wedding anniversary and what's really wild about recording a podcast as I clicked on my phone because my phone went dark I thought oh no I've already messed it up but um, never thought I would do a podcast in my life and here I am in the basement washer and dryer going kids upstairs husband distracted pleasantly and I'm going to record a couple of my thoughts. Um, One thing that you'll here in my voice, hopefully, is a lot of excitement to talk about what I'm talking about, but also just a lot of apprehension of, I know that I don't know all of it. I know that whatever I'm going to say or share could be just my own opinion of what I've collaborated with my life experiences, with books that I've read, with you know people that I interact with. And really what I wanted to do as I was thinking about putting together some ideas is one, give credit to someone because I never would have imagined myself doing this. Thank quarantine um, for the time that I had. But I spent some time with my co-manager, Janae. Um, I'll talk a lot about Janae in my um, any of my podcasts. You'll hear her name come up. So Janae and I co-manage a Lima, the Lima Buckle property together. And we've done that now for almost two years. And I've gotten to work with her for three and a half years. And she's just an amazing person. And she made the decision that this year as one of her yearly um, goals, one of her resolutions to record podcasts, to start a channel. And so although we have a lot of similarities, Janae and I, there's also just a lot of differences that you know we have in what we love to talk about, what our perspectives are, and it's what I think makes us really good partners. So um, one of the things that, you know, she's doing is talking a lot about leadership and a lot about how she's, you know, worked through difficult times in her life. And, and I have too, but really what I want to visit with most people about is what it takes, what it means, what it feels like to be a mom and also have a leadership position to be in a role of influence, to be in a, what some may consider a higher power role, um, within a company. And the fact that I'm even saying it like that sounds kind of funny because it it seems like, and maybe this is rare, maybe this is something that I've I've only encountered. Um, so I'll disclaimer it that way. But I've been asked probably um, throughout the course of my 16 years with the company and throughout the course of the last 10 years of being a mother, I've probably been asked, I will say hundreds, yes, hundreds. Of times, um, this very simple question. And I'm not going to say it's a dumb question. I, in fact, it's a very fair, great question, but I want to talk about why people ask it. 
And the question that I usually get asked as a mother in leadership um, with my company is, how do you do it? How do you balance it? Whether it's students on campus while we're recruiting at career fairs or um, people that I just come in contact with on a daily basis, Um, clients, guests, um, my hairdresser, um, you know, my family, uh, even the people that I, I am mentoring and that are in leadership positions in my company or in the store that I work out of right now, they will hear, wait, you're a mom of two kids. You work with 14 properties as an area manager. You manage your own store with a co-manager and you have a 40-minute commute every morning one way. How do you do it? Is that hard? And and I, I get these questions and I don't I never want to judge the person asking them because I I was in their shoes at one point. I was the person thinking, you know, seeing these people in positions above me. And wondering, is this possible? Is this like normal? And the fact that we ask that question as women, one, I just think is, is a little unique because I've never been asked by a guy and I, and I work very closely with my boss um, who has been doing this for 35 years. And um, as a guy, I've never seen another guy walk up to him at a career fair, find out that he's a dad and ask him how to balance it. Um, now he would be a great person to ask that question. And I think he does a great job with it, but I also know that that's not something that he, in his mind is being preparing his himself to have to answer. And so first of all, I just want to say that I am a hundred percent pro working moms (laughs) and working moms work inside the home, work outside the home. Like we all are working in some capacity or another, but here's what I will go on record saying. If you have a dream, you have something you love, you are passionate about something and and, and it does not involve your children. You're not a bad person. You are not somebody who needs to reprioritize. You are not a woman that needs to look in the mirror and really decide. And also, you do not have to pick. You do not have to choose whether you're picking your career over your kids or your kids over your career. So I have like, I have two bullet points that, and I am doing this on the fly. This is um, first podcast of my life. I'm putting together all my thoughts, our ideas. There is high probability this will um, be deleted in the next 20 minutes um, after I hit finish. Um, But here's the two things I want to say. When you're thinking about somebody who does it all, and maybe you think about your mom or you think about, you know, a boss that you've worked for and she looked like she just rocked it, okay? She was, you know, the person that got the promotion. She was the person who, you know, always was most prepared at a meeting. She was always the one who was ready to like, you know, make a home-cooked meal for her kids after working nine, 10 hours. Like her kids' homework was always done on time. Like that person... Here's what we do. We idolize them. They are a superhero. In fact, I will be totally honest because I have some amazing women in my life from my mother to my mother-in-law to my grandma to my friends that are moms. Like they're all amazing. And I am just going to let you in on a secret. None of us are doing anything like that every day. There are good days where it just seems like it all comes together. 
the meal that you were going to make, the kid that you were going to pick up, the birthday card that you were supposed to make sure that got signed. It all happens and it is perfection. And you go to bed that night and it is just, I mean, you're waiting for the Nobel Peace Prize to like be shipped to you or someone to call you from a radio station and like be like, hey, you have won the award because you just, you feel like the world is all come together. And I will be real. Those days are rare. They are special days, but those days do not always happen. But that's the category that we put women in. If you are doing it all, quote unquote, you're a superhero. You are bomb. You are amazing. And I just want to say that women that are working towards that right now, keep working at it. Keep, you know, striving to accomplish it. You can do those things that you want to accomplish. But here's what I will tell you. The days that it doesn't go well. I was dropping off. I'll tell you a quick story. So I'm dropping off my son and my daughter to go to school on Friday. And we're driving up, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm dropping them off. And then I'm going to work afterwards. And and now, I mean, being a mom is crazy because school is just so weird. Like I have to wait in my car while my both kids' temperatures get taken just in case one of their temperatures doesn't pass because guess what? You can't wave and drive away. And then they're like, hey, but P.S. Like your kid can't stay here. They have a temperature. So you have to stay, wait for your kid's temperature to get taken. And I'm watching Kingston, my nine-year-old and Kimber, my seven-year-old, you know, as they're in the back. And as soon as we pull into the school parking lot, it becomes like a race. So step one, um, make sure that whatever device you were on, aka your switch, your tablet, whatever, don't nobody out there judge me. Yes, my kids have technology in the car. And yes, they're upset because we don't have a Wi-Fi car. Some of you that have Wi-Fi cars out there, good for you. But um, so first of all, turn technology off, put it away um, and not in your backpack because technology cannot go to school. Um, step two, get your mask on because we have a 20 minute drive to school. And so I do not require or want them to have their masks on during that drive because once they get to school, guess what they get to do? Mask it up kids all day. So, so then it's, you know, get your mask on and that's always, I mean, it does not matter. It does not matter where the masks were when you got into the car and left the house. It is immediately like the thing that gets lost in the car. So, um, yes, like my kids masks were probably like sitting on their seat or on the ground. Even I don't know where they had them, but they put them on. And then we run through the questions that they're going to get asked when they get into the classroom, which is the first one is going to be, are you packing or buying? So I make sure that they remember that, Hey, mommy did not pack your lunches this morning. I know, uh, four days out of the week, my kids are buying lunch at school. So that is, that is what it is. It's mommy trading maybe some uh, sanity for uh, the food that they get, make it a little simpler for everybody. And then the second thing is where is your snack in your backpack? Because of course I do pack a snack for both my kids every day that they get to eat. Um, I make sure that if they took their water bottles out of their side packs of their backpack that have ice in, um, we make sure we fill up our water bottles with ice and water because the drinking fountains now at school are not quite applicable. And those of you who are listening right now that are not moms, I know what you're thinking. Stay, stick with me. Okay. Stay here. So, and those of you who are moms, you're like, "Uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. I remember that too. Yes. That's what we did. So 
So we're running it through, you know, packing, buying, where's your snack? Do you have your water bottle? Because you probably took it out and took a drink while we were driving because you're nine. And of course, that's what nine-year-olds do. And and then the the next part, of course, is, okay, you can unbuckle because we're like three cars away and we need to like get get going. Like we're not the only family dropping off, you know, today. So I roll down my window. I see our principal walking by and she, you know, goes to... I see her so I'm as I'm rolling down the window and I'm excited to say hello and and I realize I don't have my mask on or sorry and then she goes to open the car door to like help my children like get out of the car because I'm stopped obviously and I I still have it locked so eh, sorry unlock it and as they're walking in and as I'm reminding them hey grandma will pick you up today because that's our second question packing buying and who's picking us up because sometimes that changes and that's normal that's how it has to be that's um, actually really great for them because it allows my children to get to experience different people in their life and be exposed to different types of um, structures. And, and that's what life is. Life is different every day. And that's good for kids to know. We like similarities. We like schedules, but exposure is good. Here's, here's what is the funny part. I'm driving away and my husband who helps uh, tremendously has been going over Kimber, my seven-year-old's Bible verse, all week with her. And he said, this was Thursday night, reminded me, Kimber will probably want to practice it one or two times with you in the morning before you drop her off for school. Um, She gets a couple words mixed up. And as she's already walking in, I see the temperature being taken. I'm waving goodbye. It hits me. I forgot to go over her Bible verse. (sighs) and I I know not a big deal she didn't look back at me glaring she um you know did fine on it um now you know that it's Sunday I can tell you guys that but in the moment there's this moment that every mom has experienced and maybe you experience it multiple times a day maybe you experienced it this morning I I don't know but it's that moment of I didn't do enough I could have practiced it with her. I should have looked at it before. Like, why did I forget? And there's this moment of guilt that I can't explain. I can't explain it because no one can be prepared for it. And it's it's the funniest thing because if you're a guy listening to this, you're thinking, who cares? Like it's, it's like it's not life or death. Like no one's dying, no one's bleeding, no one's suffering. Like it will all be fine. And moms do not think that way. At least this mom does not. I want it to be great. I want it to be perfect. I want it to be amazing. I want to I want to check off every box for every kid on every level every day all the time. And that's also how I manage my store. That's how I want to lead people. And it is exhausting. It just is. Like it it is exhausting in a fantastic way because every day you are giving it. You are giving it your all. You are working it hard. You are and here's what we have to do in this moment that I chose to do. And it's it's the really good thing that I hope, I hope most moms get to do. Give yourself a break. Like give yourself a break, realize and start counting all the wins, all the things you did right, all the things you did remember. And remember that you are teaching your kid in that moment to be self-sufficient. Kimber did just fine. 
She, she would have loved to probably go over it with mom again, but you know what? Sometimes that's the review that we have to ask ourselves of, did our kids succeed despite us? Because ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, my goal is that majority of my child's life, Kimber and Kingston's lives, will be lived without me at the center of it, really without me maybe in it at all at some points. And and that might be hard to hear. That might be hard even. It's a little hard for me to say. Um, but it's true. 18 years, 20 years, 24 years. I don't know. Nowadays, I'm, I maybe kids are meant to live at home till 35. Mine will not because I think that they're going to experience so much freedom in their in their choices and lives that they'll get to do outside of the home that they'll be ready. But I don't know. Here's the next thing. I said I had two bullet points. Here's my other one. If you're the person asking the question that I said earlier, how do you do it all? How do you balance it all? I want you to think of if you're a mom who's asking that question and you're, or, or you aren't a mom yet and you want to become a mom and you also love your job, or maybe you don't love your job, but you're providing for your family, and that is heroic on any level. Guy, gal, doesn't matter. If you're providing for your family from a monetary standpoint, and you're doing it with a company that supports you, you are a hero, seriously. Start there. (laughs) Um, The rest, we figure it out, right? But I think being able to ask that question or being asked that question, I usually give this as a response. And I, I, I will give an example from probably about two weeks ago. We have a really sharp person that I'm working with in a store and she is about six months pregnant with her first child. And she's really, you know, that's an important part. Six months, you know, into pregnancy, you really are like, you're like, I am, I am going to provide for this child. I am going to take care of this child for its entirety of, of its life as long as it needs me to. And and that's a humbling moment because no person, I think, you know, goes into becoming a parent thinking, oh, I'm going to have all this figured out. They they question themselves. They think about ways that they could get better um, or or ways that they might fail that they're nervous about. And this person in this um, store asked me the question of how do you do it? And it was myself and another one of my very good friends, Amanda Dysert, who's a mother of two kids too. And she manages uh, one of our top volume stores in the company. She is also an area manager like myself and works with three stores. And we're both standing there and we're being asked this question by this person that I could genuinely tell in her question, she wanted tips. She just wanted ideas. Like, she's just like, how is it possible? Like, how do I do it? And we answered her question. And here's, here's the answer that we gave. And I'll be honest. It sounds really good. In fact, it sounds like, it sounds like an answer that you could be like, oh, okay, like, that's awesome. But, but... It's not a tangible, realistic plan that a person could put into action. And that's what I want most of, like, hopefully most of the people that would listen to this, all three of you, one of you, <laughs> myself only, who knows, um, to maybe get ideas from or be able to start developing your own ideas from it. But when you think about, here's how we answered it. I'll just jump to it because you guys are dying to hear, I'm sure. 
we said it takes a support it takes a, a supportive team at home or a family or a great daycare that you love um, and usually maybe all three <laughs> good friends family, a support system is key. Somebody who doesn't believe in your dream or believe in what you're doing at home um, can't support the sacrifice of, of going, of being away, of, of doing something of value if they don't see value in it too. So finding that person or that um, you know support system is really important was one of the tips we gave her. The, the number two tip we gave her was you have to be willing to work through some challenges. Um, the challenges of having to say goodbye on mornings and it not being an easy goodbye. Or, you know, the challenges of a kid is sick or something is happening. And do you have a plan B, C, and D? You might not always be the one that leaves work to go take care of that child in the moment. Now, do I take care of sick kids if they're sick? Absolutely. But I may not be the one that leaves work to pick them up from school. I might get to be second shift. I might get to be the 6 to 2 a.m. shift if husband takes the noon to 6 shift. Like you, you figure that out, but you realize that you can't just operate hoping and crossing your fingers that everything will be perfect because we know it's not. But once you identify that things will not be perfect, and have a backup plan and then a backup plan for your backup plan, you you march into work like you know exactly how things are going to go no matter what things happen outside of your control because you have a plan. And then the third thing we told her to do is you've got to want to do it. I think some people ask the question, how do you balance it all? How do you accomplish being a successful mom and, and wife and, and career person? Like, how do you do it? They ask it hoping that I say something that I've never said. Yeah, it sucks. It's super hard. It's unmanageable. It's impossible. It's too difficult. It's frustrating every day. It's overwhelming. You should not think about doing both because it seems like the majority of women can't do it. I've never answered that question of how do you balance it all that way. One, because it's not true. If you want to do both, you will. If you believe that you truly can enhance your children's lives by not being in them 24-7... And maybe that sounds weird. Maybe all of you might be thinking, is there something wrong with her? Like, is there something wrong with her that if she's not in her children's life all the time, maybe it's a good thing because, you know, she's not that great to be around all the time? Well, first of all, those of you who know me really well know that I'm not great to be around all the time. <laughs> so I'm a human being. I'm, I'm imperfect. Sometimes I lose my temper. or I have, you know, a bad moment or I get frustrated. Of course. Of course I do. But what I found is majority of the people that I've chosen to allow to be in my children's life, they always enhance my children's life, their personalities, their skills, their um, ideas, their motives, their like all of them are ways that they are allowing my child to develop their own interests, develop their own ideas and, and really even develop their own skill set. 
I think it's selfish to not allow your child to be exposed to, um, you know, my brother is a runner. My um, father-in-law works with his hands and is so handy. He could fix anything. He could do anything. My dad is a, a businessman who runs his own ambulance company. My children have been in ambulances. They've been in bobcats. They've been, um, you know, at my mom's who is incredible. She installed a zip line in her backyard. They have gotten to um, be close with my sister-in-law who traveled to 11 countries in 11 months. Imagine the culture and the, the stories and the moments that my children get to be a part of. It's incredible. And all of you would have people inside of your circle and your life and your friends um, that would be able to be that way for your kids and to help shape who they are. I think what a privilege to allow your family or friends to be able to shape the lives of your kids. If you ever ask the question, how do you balance it, hoping that the person in front of you doesn't have an answer because maybe you're thinking of a way out. You're thinking of a way out of your job or out of a, an additional responsibility. That's okay. You, you're normal. I, I think sometimes, I'll tell you one last story and then I'll finish. I can't believe I've been talking for 24 minutes and nobody has come downstairs. And yes, the washer and dryer is still going. I, um, about five years ago, I, I, four years ago, four and a half, I guess now, I accepted a promotion um, from a a smaller volume store. I managed our Piqua Buckle location. Um, that store um, was very successful and I was having a lot of um, success in that location with my people and what I was doing. But really the majority of the time that I was there, I found myself really not being challenged. And there became an opportunity for me to take on a bigger volume store and to relocate um, eventually. And the store that I was going to take would be in Lima, which was an hour and 15 minutes away from my house. My husband and I at the time were in the middle of quite a few home projects. We planned on living in the home that we had bought when we got married for about 15 years, fixing it up and then hopefully selling it for more. But we were only really on... I gosh, yeah, you're right around nine or 10 when I was accepting a promotion. And we looked at each other like, we knew if I'm going to accept this promotion, I'm going to have to commute about an hour and 15 minutes one way to get to work and then an hour and 15 minutes home. And we knew I would probably do it from June through at least December because I don't know if any of you know very much about buckle and retail. Um, probably if I was doing an efficient podcast would have explained what the buckle is. It's a retail clothing store. We're been a company for about 53 years. We're debt free. We're based out of Nebraska and it's amazing, amazing company, amazing people, amazing opportunities. And, um, and it's also a hard job. I mean, there's a lot of challenges and factors and, uh, Every, every day I'm growing 16 years in and the opportunity came for me to take this promotion and I took it, knowing that it would be very difficult, knowing that my son would be starting kindergarten soon, knowing that um, really my time with my kids now became limited because I was commuting to work 20 minutes and I was tripling, almost quadrupling my drive every day. And the first whenever you take over a new role or a new store, um, 
it requires more. Like it just takes more work. It's, you know, you're laying the groundwork, you're, you're laying the foundation. And I've, I've, you know, taken over a store before the one that I was in. Um, but at the time when I did it, I didn't have any other exterior responsibilities from a home perspective or from a work perspective. I was working with six, um, other stores at that time and they, you know, they had certain expectations of me that I needed to meet. I was also in a company role um, that I was doing something every two weeks that was requiring about three to four hours of my time at work. And I was enjoying all those aspects of my job, but I, and I also didn't want to neglect them as I took on a new role. And all of a sudden, you know, week after week, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. Like I'm putting in the hours as, as people like to say, like you're putting in the work. And there was nights where, you know, I, I would work for days where I would work from eight in the morning until maybe 10 at night. I'd actually stay in Lima sometimes get a hotel so I could be back at the store earlier the next morning and do it again. And I remember calling my mom driving home one night and it'd been three or four days in a row that I'd done that where I'd stayed or I'd done the commute and now I'm headed home and um, I got my mom on the phone and part of calling your mom, you know, if you guys, you know, call your moms often is sometimes they just entertain you. <laughs> my mom could probably like this podcast as some of you are probably amazed right now that, wow, this lady's just, this is her first podcast. She's just quite the talker. I am. Um, but my mom's the same way. And so I inherited that from her and we got on the phone and I'm just kind of hoping she's keep going to keep me awake um, while I'm driving at 10 o'clock at night home. And she started asking me about my day and I was very excited. You know, the people that we were hiring and the business that we were doing and the changes I was making and, and I'm bragging a little bit and my mom gets quiet. And I can tell something something was maybe churning in, in her mind. And my mom, just so you guys know, um, incredible woman, worked, um, cleaned houses actually. In fact, she cleaned a lot of houses for kids that I went to school with. I went to a Christian school and I, we were not uh, well off. And there, I remember coming home and there'd be a box of food sometimes on our front porch from a, a, a church member that knew we were in trouble or hurting. And, um, it was, I, I never really kind of understood where I, where we were at financially. I just knew we weren't well off. And I went to a Christian school on a full scholarship. Um, and when I would buy a lunch, which was rare, which is probably why I never pack lunches now for my kids. Sorry, mom. Um, but when I would go through the lunch line, I would have to tell them that I was part of this, uh, discount program and it was so embarrassing and I would always wait and like let the cool kids like oh you can go in front of me you can go in front of me I I'm not sure what kind of milk I'm gonna want because I didn't want anybody to be around and hear um that I didn't have money that I was on a special program anyway so my mom cleaned houses and she cleaned a lot of the houses of the rich kids that went to my school and uh, my mom and dad divorced when I was five so a lot of you know my mom was so diligent with church every Sunday, church every Sunday night, church every Wednesday, um, going to a Christian school. I mean, she, she would work when we were at school. And then of course, you know, she would take care of us and bathe us and make us do our homework and all that fun stuff that moms do. Um, but my mom never really pictured herself as a working mom. She wanted to be a mom and my dad worked and provided. And when they, um, you know, were not married any longer, my mom had, you know, to make a commitment to provide also financially. And 
and she always did it, but she never really, I think, enjoyed the work, of course, cleaning, you know, she would listen to her Christian music on her, you know, Walkman, and she would take my little sister Katie with her when she was a baby, um, but my mom's amazing, incredible, hardworking, um, and mother her, motherhood to her was just the pinnacle of her life. She loved it. She, to this day, as a grandmother to my kids, is phenomenal. And I'll, I have a podcast that I know I want to do about her because she has shaped um, through a lot of learning moments in my life just who I am. But she asked me a question that I'll never forget because I think it's something that I'd thought about, but I never said out loud and nobody'd ever asked me. I'm driving home, I'm talking to my mom. We're going over, you know, my day, and she said, and I could tell she was crying. Why do you think you're like this, Amy? And I immediately took offense. Like, I kind of was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, do you expect me to not be motivated? Do you expect me to not be independent? Do you expect me to not be driven? Like, what are you talking about? And what she meant was kind of the question of, how are you doing this? Like, how did you get to be this way? Meaning so driven, so focused on your career, but also so willing to know that you're sacrificing. You're, you are sacrificing being away from your kids. And isn't, isn't that hard? And she meant it from the deepest part of her, her heart and her soul of, are you okay? Like, are you, are you aware of what you're doing? Like, are you aware of even what you might be giving up? And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to end it now, um, mostly because I'm hoping this is actually even recording or I'm just the psychopath in the basement talking to myself, looking around and uh, seeing dust and, like most women, seeing flaws in our decor and our uh, styling in our homes. I don't know why we do that. Why do we always do that? We're fine. It's fine. It's a home. It's lived in. So what if there's nail holes that you haven't patched up yet, right? Hopefully. (laughs) Um. But I'm going to leave it there because it's a, it's a great question. It's a discussion that I know will be ongoing, but it's also just from my heart, like hopefully an encouragement to the moms that are out there feeling like you are doing it all right now. Keep doing it. Keep doing it and it will get easier. Keep doing it and you will feel success. Keep doing it and your kids will get to watch you overcome something that someday they will be in a nice spot. And they will remember that moment where they watched their own mother maybe sacrifice, maybe work a little harder, maybe have a moment of stress or frustration and fight through it. Those kids, wow, what what a privilege they have to watch you as their mother. Happy Sunday. If you're listening to it on a Monday, happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. (laughs) I want, um, I'm going to leave you with one final thought. If you are wondering if what you're doing is best for your kids, go ask. And, and there's two questions that I love to ask my kids. One, did you feel loved today by me? And what's something about yourself that I should know? And in those moments, I hope your kids put down their device or turn off their YouTube or look you in the eye and you might have to make them. But those are the ways that you get to create those moments with your kids that they will remember forever. 
And it's an affirmation. You're doing all right. Have a good day.